Deborah Giusti is dedicated to the Ascension process. And um, great to see you, Alan. Great, great talk you both get up. Which is sort of what we're talking about with Paul a little bit. He's talking, focused on the interdimensional qualities of it, but I'm, I'm really, I'm always interested in what you have to say. So Neil, do you want to say anything about Deborah? And she's always um, on top of things. Uh, Saturday Night Alive is something she does every Saturday night with Scott Katamas. I'm going to be on the next, um, what is it? Uh, Making Contact with the Galactic Family Show, May 29th. So anyway, go ahead, Neil. I'm just going to. Yeah, yeah. I'll just hand it over to Deborah, but I'll just say a couple of words that um, Deborah and I, I believe we've known each other for, I don't know, five Five years now? We've, more than that. More, yeah. time, time doesn't exist when it comes to our <laughs> <This> friendship. <is> five. <laughs> <laughs> but Deborah, like from, it could be a really long introduction because I have to tell you the story about it. When she first connected with me, um, I told her about the awareness that we're sharing. And then after a period of a few years, our relationship continued to evolve to where it is today that we are both um, not only great friends and supporters of each other, but I definitely have aligned missions in regards to upliftment of humanity, and especially when it comes to the ascension of humanity. So Deborah is just one of my really close um, colleagues and friends that is just so um, honored that, you know, not only that you support us, but just the work that you do and how many people you connect with and all the efforts that you do to assist in the shift that we're going under right now. So I'm extremely honored, everybody, and excited to introduce you to a good friend, Deborah Dusty. Yeah. Thank you, Neil. And yes, we work in high collaboration, which is really what we're all doing right now for our common mission. So I love you for that and support Portal to Ascension very much. So thank, thank you. you. Okay, it's all yours. And welcome everyone to what's going to be an amazing evolutionary panel discussion with some very experienced experts on the topic of ascension, sharing with you about Ascension 2021, Time of Planetary Awakening. So, so happy to have you here. And as predicted by many sources in 2020 by astrologers, psychics, and channelers, it was predicted to be an escalated time of Ascension with increasing earth changes and upheavals in society. And little did we know what was in store for us. We've experienced a worldwide health crisis and lockdown that's touched almost every single being on the planet. And there's been major societal consciousness breakthroughs in regards to racial injustice, disclosure of the many issues that have been hidden in society like child trafficking and the existence of UFOs and the interest of spirituality has skyrocketed. So it's proved to spark an escalation of a major planetary shift as well as a spiritual dark night of the soul for all of humanity. And these dark nights are always spiritual cauldrons that expire purging of what no longer serves to allow space for the new to be born. So the collapse of the old paradigm serves as a major catalyst to the ascension process, which is happening now on a collective level. And I think most of our panelists would agree we are just beginning this accelerated process. So now humanity is in the process of integrating huge personal and collective lessons, insights that, that you have gathered from the last year, and they're in process of creating a new life in this new world. So not only has many of society's major dysfunction come to the surface to be revealed and is in the process of being healed, 
almost every person in the world now has gone through a very personal intense journey that's caused them to deeply reflect and tune in to themselves and lives on a soul level. So whatever's not in the highest alignment to support the soul's desire to evolve in this time is still coming up clearly and strongly to be dealt with in the collective and personally. So each person has the opportunity to clear whatever's holding them back towards the goal of raising their frequency to the next level process in their ascension process. And also the support for the planetary ascension has never been stronger than ever during these highly activated times. The veils are getting thinner and thinner as we move towards the new paradigm. And we have access and support from our guides, from the ascended masters, from the galactics, and all that are here to support us if we just ask. Also, our abilities to evolve have never been stronger, such as utilizing deep intuition, demonstrating the power of manifestation, or experiencing unity consciousness. And synchronicities have gone off the charts in everyone's lives if you tune in and you become aware of them. Also, what's really amazing that's happened in this last year, communities and soul tribes have been gathering and this has been escalated of all of us connecting online. So groups of people that have a similar mission to assist the planet at this time are finding each other and coming together to support this potent ascension opportunities and to support their own ascension process like we are doing right here now this evening. So we've assembled an amazing panel to dive deep to share the information into this transfiguration process that is just beginning to escalate. We have with us Meg Benedicte, JJ and Desiree Hurtak, Camille Moritz, Billy Carson, and Mirabai Davy. And not only will they address the bigger picture, they're going to reveal step-by-step -step instructions that you can apply personally in your daily life. So it's gonna be amazing. Thank you all for joining us and let's get on with the panel. So I am gonna start with a question to all of you. Um, I'd love to know what you think is going on with the planet at this time in relationship to the accelerated ascension process. I'd love for you to share personally your experience in the ascension process and whatever you feel called to address to explain this phenomenon that's happening now and the escalation that's taken place in the last year. And I'll introduce you personally to all the people out there. And I'm gonna start with Meg Benedicte who is one of the top Ascension teachers on the planet now. And she's here specifically to support the planetary awakening that is happening. She's an author, a teacher. She's founder of Quantum Access. She's experienced a profound Kundalini awakening in 1994 that activated her spiritual ascension. And since then, she's been manifesting her mission to help the accelerated and supporting everyone's ascension. And for me, she's been a, one of my primary ascension teachers, inspiring me and enlightening me to my next levels of my ascension journey. And I love her very much. So welcome, Meg. And uh, you should unmute and share with us your overview of what's going on now with the ascension process. 
Thank you, Deborah. Uh, what a lovely introduction. It's always great to do these panels with you. It's been a few years that we've been doing these and every year it's just amazing what's happening. And what Deborah's describing is what the ancient Mayans created the calendar actually to track the 2000 year galactic cycle. They called it the great purification. And in the new agers, they call it the great awakening. And so everyone has gone through a certain personal awakening to um, get us into this incredible transformational journey that we call the ascension process. As, as Deborah mentioned, mine started in the Northridge earthquake in, in January 1994 in Los Angeles, and it opened up uh, and allowed my, my angelic soul to come in and ground in. I'm a walk-in, and so it kind of redirected my whole focus into 2012 and this ascension process. So it's been almost 30 years. But what we've been noticing, especially since 2012, is this powerful surge of galactic photonic plasma light waves. These are really uh, bombarding the planetary system. And it's morphing and weakening and adjusting the electromagnetic field of the planet. And on December 21st, 2012, uh, I was at Mount Shasta doing a big event. This is, you know, the, the big 2012 event and was able to witness the actual unlocking of the matrix simulation and cancellation of all power control agreements that are now null and void. And so this changed everything and it's just has been so you think 2012 and 2021 and anagrams they're like bookends you know and so we're from 2012 till now it's been a continual collapsing of the control program on the planet and it's an acceleration of the spiritual process that's happening for everyone uh, if they're aware of it or not there with you know this photon lights coming from the galactic center and it's affecting us it's uh, opening us up to higher consciousness it's affecting us on the biocellular level it's transforming us in ways we could never have imagined it's very much an inside job in a way and how it's it's uh, transforming us. But as we go through this kind of step-by-step -step process, we continue to up-level into higher dimensional existence and more quantum consciousness. And so as the process that I've been going through for all these years and then also working with clients to do as well, it's a gradual healing and clearing and transmuting of past trauma and ego control and victim mentality. We're clearing ancestral patterning and programming. We're working on resolving uh, past karma. And as we go through these processes, every layer that we clear and transmute, we're able to evolve into higher and higher dimensional frequencies. And the goal is actually soul embodiment. Think of it like we're purific purifying our vessel so that we can actually embody our soul. So that's the goal of the ascension. And just uh, real quick for 2021, we just had the powerful 555 gateway. This is the most powerful gateway of 2021 in numerology is the number of change and freedom and progress. And so after last year where everything went to a standstill, this is the year that we really can begin to build the new earth timeline and start to activate our own uh, ascension 
uh, lives in this new earth timeline. So I see it as very positive and exciting. And we have some eclipses coming up here and next week they start. And so we're seeing more and more of the old earth timeline collapsing under the pressure of this new earth timeline that is really here and accessible and we can ground into it. We can start to live in it. So just a very quick summary. That's what I'm seeing. We're really embracing in this year of 2021, Deborah. Wow, thank you, Meg. Beautiful, beautiful opening. Thank you so much. And now I'm so honored to introduce a couple that works tirelessly together. The magic of them is how they work together and they've worked together for years towards the shift to support the shift of consciousness and the evolution of the planet. Doctors JJ and Desiree Hurtak. JJ is the founder and the president of the Academy for Future Science, and he's a social scientist, a futurist, remote sensing and space law specialist. He's author of 20 books. His best-selling book is The Keys of Enoch, which I'm sure many of you are familiar with. And Desiree, who partners with him nonstop, is a social scientist, futurist. She's also the co-founder of the Academy for Future Science. She's also an author of several books. Uh, her, most recent work, work, her most recent work she co-authored, which is The Oversoul Awakening, and it's already been translated into six, six languages. And they work together as divine masculine and feminine. They're amazing. So happy to have you with us. Welcome, JJ and Desiree. Thank you, Deborah. It's been uh, great. You are out with us. Uh, we're in Sedona, which is really one of those vortex places. And it's just amazing how many people are now flocking to this area because they are awakening within themselves. So I think this is really what Ascension and this process is all about. People are getting the call. They're being able to transform in some cases and see through the veils of energy that we're not alone in the universe, not only in terms of extraterrestrials, which I know uh, Alan Seinfeld just talked about in the previous session, but also in terms of what we call extra celestials and ultimately ultra terrestrials or the angelic beings. So we feel part of this ascension process is really meeting our own divine family. That's not only upon the earth as all the people, you know, coming together and being in oneness now, I feel at least the spiritual people are doing that, but also with our spiritual brothers and sisters in higher realms. We're sitting before this great mandala of this very famous artist, Aya, here in Sedona, gigantic mandala with the different phases of ascension work as we combine the esoteric, the inner with the exoteric, the outer, going from the self-realization of how we must first of all evolve within ourselves of inner space before we can proceed to outer space and the different cosmic families that are on our doorstep. And so we combine the artistic mandalas or sacred geometry with sacred mantras or sacred expressions of divine balance and extension with a cosmology of consciousness that reaches all people, all cultures, all dimensions. And we've been privileged to work many years ago with Ravi Shankar and more recently with Stephen Halpern in bringing about the vibrations of the East and West into the human vehicle, which is a musical instrument. So we feel this is also part of the ascension process where we no longer see ourselves as really individualistic 
realities or of one belief, but we really start embracing the globe and embracing the cosmos. This is really because we can't break out of where we are now if we don't see the larger picture. So part of that ascension process, we believe, is really being able to see the larger picture and other levels of intelligence are now coming in to awaken. I mean, those who really just put out the call, and we saw this in some of the lectures we've been with, with other people saying, hey, I'm waking up. It's amazing. I just started realizing, you know, we're not alone in the universe. There's a cosmic family. And then my whole consciousness, my whole reality started to change. And I think this is really what's happening to the people all over the globe because of the veils are getting thinner and there's more contact. It's interesting in the previous section, uh, Ellen Steinfeld was talking to Paul Heineck, the uh, son of the famous Dr. Heineck. And Dr. Heineck and I were together in Brazil working with uh, some of the shamans we were investigating with uh, Dr. Ushoa, famous Brazilian parapsychologist, how the natives seem to have a much easier time of ascension in contact with the high worlds. Mm -hmm. And Dr. Heineck said, this is what it should be back home. We should begin to understand the great a sense of healing and love that is personified in many of these great teachers of shamanistic awareness. So we feel that is exactly what's happening now. Go ahead, Deborah, back to you. Great, thank you so much. Thank you for that confirmation for all you're experiencing, very true. And I'd like to invite now Camille Maurice to speak. She is a activator, way shower, spiritual medium, She's really here for the ascension of planet Mother Earth, planet. And she's actually one of my primary ascension teachers and guides as well, and has helped me on my spiritual journey. She teaches ascension skills, spiritual and psychic development, crystal healing, and transformational work in classes, workshops, and group settings. And again, I appreciate her and her mission so much. So welcome, Camille. Can you enlighten us from your perspective of the Ascension process that's happening now? Hello, thank you for inviting me on the Ascension panel. Um, so for me, I really am been working with individuals to consciously co-create heaven on earth by clearing their unconscious memories and records that are keeping them stuck. I think of ascension as a dissension process where the light that's coming from the universe is coming down and through the human body into the earth. And as the light enters into the body, it will often blow up the unconscious records that are keeping us stuck. We're really intended to be the co-creators of heaven on earth and humans are both light and form. Our soul is eternal and our body is temporary and the human body is a miraculous vessel that allows us to heal the galactic wars and rifts of all times and places by unifying our cosmic history as extraterrestrials, angels, humans, animals, and all the different beings through the unified heart. And I come from a theosophical point of view and that that's where I, that's been my background. So I believe that humans are eternal souls in temporary forms. We're really angelic beings. Um, for humans, ascension is a conscious choice to engage in the natural evolution of life. And in psychology, we call this self-actualization or self-mastery. 
humans are intended to be the ascended masters directing all the other energetics we have free will and we have dominion over the spirit world angels traditionally have not had free will and neither have the elemental beings and the elemental beings are the matter of mother earth mother is the word matter mother equals matter and everything in physical form is matter and matter is bound in place often the elementals by what humans think, say, feel, and do. Therefore, when a human acknowledges an unconscious energy or soul contract and releases it, we're freeing the elemental world. And this is called the spiritualization of matter, where we restore the sacred white fire center at the center of every atom of the being. Um, at the center of every atom of the human is the full potential of our unlimited ability to be conscious co-creators. And, um, and so we are activating these full potentials and humans can activate um, all the energies that are intended to be on the planet. Right now we're in a collective monadic activation. And that means that the 12 cosmic rays or the 12 solar hierarchy of the cosmos are coming down and activating in every man, woman, and child. Traditionally, humans have to learn the seven rays of God, which is the rainbow prophecy, where we're learning the seven rays of mastery, which activate the seven endocrine glands. Once those seven rays are um, mastered, then we're propelled into our cosmic consciousness. So right now the humans are really waking up to their cosmic consciousness and they're becoming aware of their extrasensory abilities that are becoming heightened and they need the roadmap. I say that it's the golden age of enlightenment and it's the new day with a new way. So the light frequencies are hidden in our inner knowing, faux hot is a theosophical word that means the primordial life force energy and the divine intelligence. And it is the electric gods and it speaks to me. So the rays, which are the seven rishis are literally energetic substance and consciousness that humans can tune into. And as humans tune into that awareness, it activates their DNA to bring forward the new things. <clears throat> In theosophy, there is a list of traditional things that humans have to master for their ascension process. So I teach uh, ascension skills, the daily place for enlightening life, which are the daily energies that humans can use to be free and to work through their own ascension process. We unify all the energy through the one unified heart. And many times humans believe that their job is to take care of others outside of them. But when we feel responsible for others, it sets us up for obligation and we carry their energy in us. So the first thing that we have to do is be in our strong column of light by being individuated and saying yes to our God knowing in our own heart first. As we say yes to source in our heart and follow our own ascension process, that begins to shift the critical mass consciousness of all humans on the planet. So when every human is showing up to say yes to their soul knowing in their heart, then they're saying yes to the one ascension of mother earth. It is unfortunate that there has been a negative agenda that has limited humans. And a lot of the work that I do is identifying where that a negative agenda has been and beginning to clear that so that the human can regain their freedom, their dominion, and their ability to be an eternal soul in a temporary human form, consciously choosing to create heaven on earth 
Humans are karmically responsible for every thought form they have, every emotion they have, and every action they take. And 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we can say yes to what serves our own soul's highest good, or we cannot say yes to it. And right now we're being pressured, pressurized to say yes to that which serves not only our own soul's good, but when it serves our own soul's good, it serves the one heart of Mother Earth, the one heart of the universe in the coherent field of one and the one ascension of Mother Earth. So we're really working with the organic timelines of restoring what is the evolutionary process of Mother Earth and supporting it in becoming whole. ascending back into its right. A lot of times we have to really work with um, moving up to the higher levels. So I teach a lot about the 13, my internet's unstable, and the power of the 13 as claiming our magical birthrights versus looking at that 13 as the death card in the tarot. So when we're working with the 13, we're really moving into the awareness that we're eternal and we can activate the codes of immortality and we can restore our magical birthrights prior to the fall, which is the ability to know the truth and have it and share it. Instant manifestation that supports our soul's purpose and miraculous healing, restoring the life force that's been captivated by death, inertia, illusion and disease. Um, all beings are unifying into the one heart of love, but humans are the conscious co-creators giving it direction. So what happens to me is many of the dark beings will come and stand in front of me and ask to shift sides. They would like to work for the organic timelines, not against them. And when the human invites them into the one heart and asks the angels to do the work, then all of those energetics can shift because everything's ascending in the now. Thank you, Camille. Beautiful. Thank you so much. And now we have Billy. Thank you, Billy, for coming back. Billy has joined us on several Ascension panels with Meg. And uh, thank you for coming back, Billy. My Billy pleasure. is a host of um, several programs on Gaia TV, Deep Space, Ancient Civilization. And he's traveled the world on a quest to find out what's going on on our planet from the ancient to the future. And he's also the author of Compendium of the Emerald Tablets. And Billy would love to hear your viewpoint of what's going on now with this uh, radical unprecedented times on the planet and our ascension process. Absolutely, and thanks for having me back on. Uh, a little bit touching on what Meg was talking about in reference to uh, our solar system undulating up and down that galactic equator as we orbit the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy, which is emanating a lot of highly, highly charged particles and cosmic rays. And these charged particles and cosmic rays have a direct effect on DNA. And so at this moment, including all the new generations of children that are being born and in the embryonic state, they're being bombarded with these high energy cosmic rays. And I really believe that it's having a direct effect on their physiology. I think you're gonna see a lot more indigo children being born now. Uh, a lot of people coming in with a lot of uh, born talents that you know we should all have, but they're being born tapping into the extra sensory perception uh, I think it's going to be, you know, a, a lot, a lot of superhumans coming out, which is really the human that we really truly are, actually. And I think it's having a direct effect on our consciousness right now. The people that are already here walking around, 
And uh, this is well documented in science. If you look at astrology, some people try to say, oh, it's just, you know, it's hocus pocus. But if you understand astrology from a, uh, a you know, a physics standpoint, then you understand gravitational alignments and you'll, un you'll research the gravity experience and, and zero gravity experiments done on embryos by the US military, NASA and the European Space Agency. And you begin to find out that different alignments, different star alignments and different gravitational fields have a direct effect on the development of embryos. And so when we're in our embryonic state, depending on the alignments of the moons and the suns and the stars and, and galaxies and so forth, it will create or generate a, a specific type of personality because of the way that it's impacting the DNA. And so right now we're having an experience where we're getting bombarded for the first time in 26,000 years with this many cosmic rays. And another amazing thing has happened as well is that our solar system is not originally from the Milky Way galaxy. Our solar system hails from the Sagittarius dwarf galaxy. This is now new peer reviewed science that is in all the science uh, uh, write-ups and has now made it into actual college classes and rewriting all the astrophysics books. So there is a small galaxy, not the Sagittarius constellation, the Sagittarius dwarf galaxy. It is a very small galaxy that collided with the Milky Way galaxy a few hundred million years ago. And since then, the Milky Way has been gobbling it up. And we now have new images, new imagery that shows where the impact point is and exactly where our solar system is located is the actual impact point. And so for the last few hundred million years, we have been gobbling up and, and absorbing this other uh, galaxy, which is the origin of our solar system. So we ourselves are the aliens in the Milky Way galaxy. And uh, you know, so it's really amazing. All this stuff, all this information now, for the first time in our modern era, on this particular cycle of life, is all coming to fruition. It's all becoming available to us and we're able to dissect it, digest it. We can actually discern it. We can actually study it and actually understand it. Now we're intelligent enough to understand this information. And so now we have the knowledge, we have the wisdom. Now we have to apply it. This is where we are now in the stage, applying all this knowledge, applying all this wisdom, walking around with all this wisdom and knowledge is, and not doing anything with it is still a waste. And so that's why we have panels like this. We're here so that we can actually begin to teach people to apply this wisdom, apply the knowledge, and get the understanding of taking a journey to inner space, understanding knowledge of self, understanding the true power and beings that we really truly are. And then now, how can we exercise this in the world? How can we change and affect the world? Well, what we, what we have going on on the inside is going to manifest on the outside. Like I always tell people, if your office is junky and your house is junky, it's what's going on on the inside. You have chaos. You have entropy going on inside of you. When you clean up the inside, what manifests on the inside, what's on the inside is going to manifest on the outside. If you look at the state of the world, the collective consciousness, you see the manifestation of what's going on inside each individual being collectively manifesting on the outside. That's where the turmoil and the entropy and the chaos comes from. So now we have to teach people, look, we have to all take a journey to inner space. We have to clean the trauma and the drama out of ourselves and make space to fill ourselves back up with unconditional love for one another 
respect for one another and being of service to one another. And when we begin to do that, this whole planet is gonna change even more rapid than what we see right now. Thank you, Billy. Thank you for that uh, very out there assessment and the very in there that's so important of the love that we need to have in our hearts. Thank you. And we have one more panelist, Mirabai Devi. She's a new paradigm spiritual teacher. Her teachings emphasize the importance of spiritual practice for self-realization. She was trained by different avatars since 1990, both telepathically and in the dream state on how to transmit divine light through darshan. And she has been going around the world sharing this transmission and teaching about this. And this is definitely part of the ascension process happening now. So Mirabai, welcome and love to hear your perspective on the ascension that's happening right now. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you so much for inviting me onto your panel. It's wonderful to be here and to listen to the other speakers. And um, really my main focus is on serving the divine light and bringing about the divine light into manifestation on the earth and helping humans realize their divine nature and the light being that dwells within them and uncovering it. And what I think that is happening on the planet or what I feel is happening on the planet right now is that this planet is one of the densest or darkest planets in the physical universe. And it's certainly been over the history of time, um, a pretty dark place. And yet we as light beings are, and teachers and leaders are coming here to transform consciousness in this very ripe or fertile ground where humans come here to awaken in this earthly school. And in the time of ascension, this very exciting time that we're in right now with the global pandemic and the global reset that's happening to humanity is we're really in a sorting between the wheat and the chaff and those souls that are choosing to stay unconscious and asleep or in the darkness and that those souls that have come in now that are ready to wake up and that are awakening and that are actually really um, tuning in and remembering why they're here and why they've come. And we are here to help with their awakening and to help those souls that are ready to come back to the light and come back to their true nature to, uh, to realize this. And so it's not just happening with one or two or a few, I'm sure many of the teachers that are present here are finding that it's happening with large, very large groups of people around the earth. And that is very, very exciting because what we're seeing is that the darkness or the duality that is provided in this um, earthly school or in this very dense planet is a wonderful um, fertile ground or a kickboard for really pushing people to through suffering and through pain and through limitation and lack to the realization that they've, that they've had enough and that they don't wanna suffer any longer until they finally surrender. And when an individual finally surrenders, it gives the golden opportunity to see there must be something more. And that's where we have more light frequencies as the others were talking about on the planet than ever before. 
And so through these light frequencies that are coming in and assisting and, and aiding this ascension and awakening, it's happening very quickly. So we actually thank the darkness. We thank the duality. We're grateful for every role that every being plays in this grand cosmic show in the sense that it's bringing us closer to the awakening in, in a rapid way. And so this is really what I feel is, is indicative of what's happening on the planet right now. And we're a big part of it and we were born for this. We came here for this time and we came here for this work. So we're on, very much on purpose with our mission. And, uh, and so just being an example, all of us as speakers and teachers and authors and leaders, we're showing others how to walk in the light and to be internally focused on this uh, God self within, on this awakening and uh, to utilize the negativity in a very positive manner that's happening all around us to serve the ascension and the awakening process. Thank you. Beautiful, thank you Mirabai, thank yeah. you so much. Wonderful, so now I'm gonna go back around, go a little bit deeper into your specialty and what you have to share. And I'll start with Meg again. And Meg, you could speak on so many topics. You've been really teaching us for such a long time, but it's so exciting now because things are really quickening and happening. And uh, you've been teaching about uh, the fifth dimensional reality that people are gonna start to evolve up to. And that is starting to shift. And so many things are clicking now and you have a worldwide perspective because you do major uh, planetary um, sessions with people from all over the world. So you have a great perspective of what's happening now. So um, please share more about the quickening, what's happening now, uh, what's really happening in the shift to fifth dimensional reality and whatever you feel inspired to share about all that. Okay, um, as you mentioned, over, or I guess the first global activation I did online was in 2011. It was 11 11 2011. And so it's been about 10 years doing these every month. And so I work very closely with Archangel Metatron. Uh, I teach his technique of working with Metatron's cube, and it's a powerful tool of accelerating your ascension. And so I'll just share what I've been, uh, what's been coming up uh, over the last two years that really is the notable events that I've been and been observing in this uh, planetary ascension. As I mentioned, since 2012, we've been experiencing like two parallel timelines for a better term. I just call it the old earth timeline, the new earth timeline, not, not very fancy, but at least you get the idea. And the, the timeline bifurcation is it's finally occurred on December 12th, 2019 and 2019 is a 12-year, so it was actually a 12-12-12 portal gateway. It was a very powerful day, and this has been um, literally, in a way, you think about what was happening on December 12th, 2019, and this is when we first started learning about the COVID uh, pandemic. So this is where things, that gateway, just kind of opened everything up. And through the old earth timeline into a, a tailspin. And this is when the shutdown began. And so you have to think about, I mean, everybody in the planet pretty much experienced this. This isn't just, you know, spiritually awakened people. This is something that affected all of us. And it 
it stopped everything. And we were all home and we were all in our own privacy, right? And in our own quietness and we didn't have distractions anymore. And so it totally pushed us back inside to be focused internally and deal with what's inside there. We couldn't escape it anymore. And so I found that this has been a, a, a really uh, powerful reset on not only what we're dealing with in, let's call it our social systems, uh, you know, systemic racism and sexism and all of this uh, uh, abuse programming running uh, rampant in the, you know, in the field. This is where we all were home and we we're all able to focus on what needs to change, what needs to be completely eradicated and what needs to replace it. And so 2020 was a huge shift as well with the COVID uh, pandemic. I actually got COVID at, uh, uh, in February, 2020 at the Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles. And I've had it for 15 months and it has been, so I've been living with it and I've been observing it. And so I am a, a quantum healer and I'm a decoder and an encoder and a deprogrammer. And so I look at it through that lens, like, what is this? What is happening here? And the more that I was investigating into the origin of this virus, I kept getting pulled back to the invasion of the reptilian race during the Orion ET wars, and that this virus has been brought here. And the beauty of the antibodies is de- coding, breaking down the reptilian human hybrid code that is in all of us. And so this again is another uh, big upscale or you know rapid uh, transformation in the genetic code that's happening in us so that think of it like it's cracking the shell, it's breaking it open, it's allowing us to replace it with our own crystalline soul codes. So it's it's been devastating for loss for so many families. I do not want to minimize that. I am still dealing with my body, still fighting it. It is not something to dismiss. This is very major. And also it's in a way triggering the trauma and all the light workers who have very devastating Atlantean timelines that have not been healed. They have not been dealt with. They are acting out with their trauma all over the place. And so it's a huge opportunity to focus inside and do your trauma clearing, especially this Atlantean past life trauma, because we do not want another repeat to happen again. This is why we're here. We're here to avoid that. And think of it like a course correction. You know, we're here to avoid another Armageddon Atlantean repeat. We're here to really replace it with this new earth timeline. So then I also began to watch as we got to December 12th, 2020. So this is just six months ago or so. And this again is where it, the global pandemic reset really began to anchor in this new earth timeline. So it's now really active and it's holding in the earth plane and the old one is really starting to break apart and collapse. And so what I do is I, I just recommend to people to not focus on anything that is 
uh, fear-based or trauma-based or victim, you know, victim persecutor type of polarity. I mean, like, let's really begin to clear all of that out of our unconscious. Let's clear that out of our, our biocellular uh, makeup. We want to get this cleaned out. So we, this has triggered deep trauma clearing. I'm not, I mean, you're going to hear everybody talk about this. This was not so much we were talking about even a couple years ago. It is everywhere now. Everyone, because of the shutdown, we're having to face this and deal with it. And I think it's really fa fabulous. You know, it's time to heal this. And so that then we can take the benefits of what has happened with the shutdown and start to, uh, envision how we want to live our ascension life in this newer timeline like start focusing on what this year is about this year is a five year and it's a year to build and so last year was the build the year to collapse you know it was the, the it was the stall it was a zero point this is the year that we begin to build our new ascension lives in the newer timeline and we're also having just an, an astrological uh uh impact of this uranus saturn square it's happening through the whole year and this is in a way compelling us to a drive for greater freedom and but that freedom that is socially responsible this is where we cannot be all about me 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 and what i want to gain this is where we're starting as you mentioned ever what is 5d 5d is moving into living in unity consciousness where what we experience ripples through the field like we cannot disassociate and say i'm just going to get what i want and it doesn't matter what it does to the world or to other people we are all interconnected and this unity consciousness that's spreading through the planetary field is helping us realize if i'm hurting someone i'm hurting everyone so this is where we're starting to become more conscious in all of our choices and more compassionate in all of our actions. Wow, beautiful Meg. <laughs> so comprehensive, so deep. Good. Appreciate Glad you very much. And I'm sure all of us can agree with all that very deeply. And now I'm going to go back to JJ and Desiree. And they've been on the path for a long time as well. Um, and I know JJ has had some uh, very definite experiences of the ascension process. So yes, they've was... seen as they've begun um, way back when teaching this how it's escalated, and now I'm I'm sure they've seen they're seeing also this escalation taking hold and moving forward with all that they're doing. So, welcome back. Uh, give us your viewpoint again at the next level of what we need to know from what you're seeing. Yes, I had the opportunity as a young teacher professor to review the ancient sutra or spiritual text of India and, and the Far East. And I was always intrigued by the references to light beings. We would call them angelic beings in the Western tradition. And I could not reconcile this with traditional science even though I had uh, a doctorate in social science. I felt the need to explore in prayer. And as you see this gigantic eye behind us, it represents really the opening up of a cosmic eye, a vision that we are all connected. We are one human being on this planet that has the opportunity to see the universe live within and without. And so I began a quest of using sacred mantras, the names of God. And in one particular circumstance, the angelic figure known as Metatron, whose Hebrew name is El Shaddai manifested. 
that was taken into a higher dimension as Billy Carson mentioned about Sagittarius that was already written in 1973 in my book. And so I was given 64 areas of future science, things that would come about even the year 2004 with the events of the government recognizing there were literally extraterrestrial and ultra-terrestrial life forms about Mother Earth. And so we are in the magic time moment of getting, so we see a balance between the inner and the outer. And this requires really the qualities of great love and great dedication to the entirety of the human race. And that's what I love to hear from the lips of Meg and others like her who recognize that we must go beyond the old paradigms and see that our incarnation is just the greatest moment of history to allow the evolutionary ascension process to take place through this gigantic cosmic eye that sees ultimately, as you see on the edges, the hieroglyphic signs and the symbols of other world cultures. Well, we also consider that picture behind us like a vortex of energy. And uh, if we feel that energy coming over us, we become part of the, we'll say, non-local awareness that takes us into other levels of intelligence. So it comes first from within, as many of the speakers today have said, you have to have that space within. You have to also have the open-mindedness and the wisdom to move forward and to know what's taking place within your lives. And then you have to let go and let God, if one wants to say, and move into those other reality spaces. And I think the new reality spaces uh, are what's taking place in our lives. We're literally letting go of the shoreline. This is a Hopi prophecy and going with the flow. And that's taking us into new wisdom, new understandings, and also a greater understanding of how we are attaching ourselves to other realms of intelligence. The fifth dimension being only the first. Uh, we work with Elizabeth Rauscher in a book we co-wrote together called Mind Dynamics. And it was talking about the eighth dimension. And many scientists are seeing the eighth dimension is really part of the third and fourth dimension that we're all linked together, except in that space, there is no past, present and future. So we can have precognition and people are starting to get this. They're starting to get that awareness of past, present and also future, not too far into the future because we all do have free will, but uh, basically that kind of higher understanding that we're connected. It gives us great happiness to see a new generation of young educators and even scientists who begin to understand the power of remote communication, remote healing, remote viewing, all of these realities that were pioneered by Ingo Swan and, and Russell Targ, all of these are now changing as it were the inner structure of both the world of science as well as traditional religion into a new spirituality. And so for us, this is the great ascension process as we see here in the mandala behind us, all colors, all shades, all ethnic traditions, all spiritual visions are converging in critical mass. And we must be very careful as we begin to open up the next page which John the Divine calls the book of life, the Bibliothesoes, as it was said in ancient Greek, to realize the music of the spheres, that we are vibratory beings. And as we sing the names of the divine, the great master teachers come and work with us as we sing the names of the divine, we have a greater creativity of our heart to reach out and to heal across traditional barriers and boundaries. And as we feel the dance of the cosmos within us, we realize we are being prepared to be cosmic citizens. 
in this great ascension process. And we certainly are really light beings that are momentarily experiencing this energy here, but it's time also to help transform this planet because we were given the role of being caretakers of planet Earth. So it's very critical at this time that we put our energy here, but also link us ourselves up to the higher identity of who we really are. Thank you. Beautiful, thank you both. Thank you both for all your work for so many years. And I'd like to go back to Camille, who is really on the ground working with the Ascension process on a daily basis. Um, she works with uh, many, all kinds of people in personal sessions. And I know she can see evolution of what's happening now because she facilitates that evolution and has worked for a long time as well on the planet for the ascension process. So Camille, what can you tell us about the next level of the ascension process? And also through working with uh, so many incredible people like you do personally in their own personal process. Need to unmute, unmute. My background is a background in psychology. And in that work, I do in-depth transformational clearing sessions with individuals. I really help people to clear the unconscious mind and the unconscious records because that is the womb of creation. Um, individuals come through me in waves. There's a healing that happens in an individual and everybody like it comes through at the same time. I help people to anchor their solar light body and to activate their solar light body. And we do all the work through the sacred heart. The sacred heart is the ascension chamber and it unifies past, present, and future because it is all here, all now, all are one and one are all. I'm a representative of the karmic board of record keepers. That's how spirit talks, says through me. And I bring the unknown into the known. And right now there's this collective monadic activation where um, people are being asked to awaken and become consciously aware of their multidimensional um, consciousness. And that at a human perspective might ex be experienced as past lifetimes, childhood li places and future lifetimes. And so, so I help them to stand in the center of like the Metatron's cube in the center of the 13 and look into all 12 dimensions at once and clear all 12 lifetimes in each of the 12 dimensions. Um, right now, there's been a collective energy of hundreds of people having to clear wounded lifetimes in dimension two as animals, wounded lifetimes in dimension nine, and wounded lifetimes in dimension 11, like a divine 9-11 clearing emerging from crisis into emerging from crisis conscious into emergence of divine consciousness. So when people come to me, we begin by healing the sacred heart. Divine Mother came to me and said that every human has a wound in their heart and Mother Earth has a wound in her heart and that we have to stop sacrificing ourselves and take up our stewardship of Mother Earth as co-creators. Therefore, we need to open ourselves to receive the infinite supply and the infinite plan and activate it and anchor it in our bodies by restoring our sacred power and our power is the power to create and uncreate. 
So through the power of the spoken word, we can uncreate and release and let go and rescind and undo and forgive the negative energies that are keeping us stuck, such as the traumatic memories from childhood or a previous lifetime. And then through the power of the heart, we can choose the new reality and activate it and ask it to be activated, understood, demonstrated, made known, revealed, and bring forward the new frequencies to bring into form. In this work that we do, we're working on hitting a critical mass consciousness. So what that means is we have to heal more than 51% of our sacred heart by moving into the place of recognizing that all are one and one are all, and that only love is real and to choose love in every moment. And then we have to heal the sacred mind by giving ourselves permission to choose thought forms that are aligned with the divine plan, recognizing that every thought form we have, every word we speak will go out ahead of us and create what it is in form. Therefore, I teach um, deliberate conscious intent 24 seven, that 24 hours a day, seven days a week, we only choose to speak and say that which is divine and that which is aligned with the divine plan. That we always love ourselves and others and never collapse on ourselves and choose love in as many ways as possible. And then we take back our power to know as source knows through the sacred heart, the wisdom, the, the omni records that allow us to access all the lifetimes past, present and future. Because the shadow in multiple dimensions has been being used against us. And so we wanna go into that place. The shadow is where our greatest treasure is. So as the cosmic radiation, the gamma waves and the light comes from the central universe activating us, it's lifting up the unconscious into the awareness and that will manifest what it is outside of us. So many times people will experience traumas that are repeating because karma repeats itself over and over until we identify it and begin to create a new reality and choose that. And, and so when we, clear the traumas, then we're clearing the records out of the DNA, but we have to create the new reality by choosing what to put back in. And that is the divine plan. So we're going to clear the old energy. We're going to consciously choose the new, and we're going to set ourselves up for success by thanking our higher self and source for bringing that to us and doing the conscious everyday work to build momentum to that frequency. The unconscious mind is the womb of creation and it is reprogrammed through repetition and through energetic psychology techniques. So these techniques are just really moving into the sacred heart, moving into the DNA, moving into the body parts through somatic conscious awareness, talking to them, communing with all that is within and all that is without, and really stepping into our stewardship to restore the divine life of the living light, the, the Sophia Christos, the living light of the ascension. Every single thing on planet earth has consciousness and humans are the communicators with it. And as a human communes with the plants, the animals, the air, the wind, the fire, the earth, we can give it permission to shift form and shape and come into its higher form as intended. And that is part of what we're intended to do, to not only talk to the energy within us, but the energy without us, but all in alignment with the divine plan and that which serves the highest good of all, which is the highest good of one, which is the one ascension of mother earth. And this is the work that I do every day in depth with individuals in 
intense sessions to bring the unknown to the known and to heal and do, and especially those individuals who are manifesting um, serious illnesses and diseases. Because many times when we're experiencing trauma and disease, we're storing other people's energy in our body. We're bound to soul groups from other timelines. And so when we identify those and clear those, then we are free and the light body is able to anchor and our light quote increases and we experience eternal peace and bliss. And finally, we get to just have that samadhi, that bliss, that experience that we're intended to have. There are as many ways as there are people to do this work. And I'm just very thankful that Source has given this gift and allowed me to be the representative of this energy to support and help people. And I'm thankful for all these other panelists too. They're amazing, so thank you. Thank you, Camille, and thank you for all your work, your amazing healing work that you do. So much appreciation. And now we're back to Billy. All right, Billy. Um, what I love about you is you have such an incredible knowledge of the past ancient civilizations that have gone through escalated periods like this, maybe not quite. And so comparing what's happened in the past and comparing what's happening now that's very similar to those highly escalated times and um, so I'd love some perspective on, on that and whatever else you feel inspired to share now at this time of the next level of ascension information. And you have to unmute. Thank you. So thank you. So what's happening to us now is part of a cycle. Uh, even, I mean, everything, including the global warming is actually part of a cycle. And we know this by looking at the ice core samples, we discover that we're right on target with the global warming cycle. As a matter of fact, this is not even the hottest cycle of global warming that the planet has ever seen. And so as you go deep into the ancient text, uh, the further back you go, you start to recognize the signs of rise and falls of, of civilizations. And uh, you can see where there have been some peaks of civilizations going back about 36 to 40,000 years ago. Uh, you know, there was a, another peak where the, uh, the land, the people of the land of Kim, which actually were the Dogon tribe, where they originally uh, started out ruling over the land of Kim or living in the land of Kim, had achieved the golden age early, a little bit of ahead of the rest of the world. As a matter of fact, so, as a matter of fact, so much so that um, the other uh, peoples of the world, other tribes and other peoples uh, started to observe them. And all they did was focus on enlightenment, spirituality arts and sciences, uh, astronomy. And they realized that these people didn't have a, a military, they didn't have police, they didn't have crime, they didn't have the jail. And so unfortunately, they took advantage of that and uh, took over the land of Kim. And uh, the, 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 you know, the people that did survive ended up migrating out to Mali, Africa, which is where the Dogon are right now. And then much later on, you get into the dynastic era, but Egypt had been overthrown seven times uh, you know, since its inception. A lot of people didn't really know that. But each time, uh, not almost every time, but at least four of those times, they had, they had achieved their own mini golden age. So many golden ages can kind of exist 
without the rest of the population of the planet actually even being a part of it. But outside of that, the Mayans had alluded to the fact that there had been already four worlds and we're heading into the fifth. And so we're talking about now global, a global cycle of rise and fall through the yugas, which is what the Indians or the, the Vedas talk about. We're talking about the rise and fall of civilizations all from the bronze going all the way back up into another golden age. And so, but what's interesting is when I research these texts, tablets, cylinder scrolls, I've gone through over a thousand of these things now. And, you know, all the books and scriptures and, and papyruses and everything that I've researched and gone all around the planet. What it seems to me is that there is this rise and fall of civilizations, but there is nowhere written that you have to fall again. I haven't been able to find it. There's no def there's no universal law that says this civilization, when it reaches a certain point, it's got to collapse. And so I think our mission right now here is so vital because we have at our fingertips the ability to really look back into the ancient past, which is why I'm so passionate about it, and really begin to discover and find out all the little intricate things that went wrong back then, all the things that we didn't do right, or the mistakes that were made by our ancestors, so that we can correct them. Another thing that we have to do as well is, which is like why I like a lot of the panelists here today, we have to clear out these past traumas because those past traumas are also keeping us in this, this cycle, this loop. And so when you look into the science of epigenetics and you discover that your ancestors' memories are in your body right now, peer-reviewed science, 15 to 20 generations of your ancestors' traumas and even the environmental conditions that they experienced are inside of each one of our bodies. And uh, the thing about that is they will continue to persist if we don't clear them out. And to do that, you have to rewrite your DNA. And to do that, you need to have, you need to take a journey to inner space. You have to learn meditations and you also have to do positive affirmations, positive affirmations three to six times a day, vocally out loud for uh, 21 days, begins the rewriting process, getting into a high frequency vibration. We hear people talk about that all the time. The ancients knew exactly how to do it. They understood physics, they understood light wave propagation. And so light waves propagate through the universe and they have a, um, an amplitude and a wavelength. And so every thought that we think creates a wave of what? A wave of light. An electromagnetic wave leaves out of your skull, just like radio waves from I Love Lucy shows in the 1960s are still propagating through space right now. Those are waves of light. We call them radio waves. Same thing happens when you think. And the proof of this is if I put a cap on your head with electrodes on it or sensors, I can connect that cap to a computer and I can see what's going on in your brain. And so because of this, we have to be careful of all of our, our, our self-talk because even when we're not speaking aloud, the things that we're thinking in our mind are escaping out into the universe. And the beautiful thing about the universe and the not so beautiful thing in some weird way is it, it will give you back whatever frequency you're at. So now when we put this, these caps on and we test people's minds for emotional states and we see when they're in the mindset of fear, which is what primarily uh, the media uses to keep us in a fear mode, fear and fight, fright and flight, uh, you know, anxiety, PTSD, begging and hoping and wishing and all these mindsets, they keep you in a low frequency vibration where you have uh, the amplitude very high, but you have the wavelength spread out very far apart. So as these light waves leave your skull and angulate through space, they actually uh, are creating or linking up with or entangling with other low frequency light waves. And in my opinion, that's where 
uh, you see a person that continuously has low frequency uh, law of attraction happening. You ever call somebody and every time you talk to them, they've always got a bad news. They always got a bad story to tell you. They never have anything good to say. That's because they're in that, they're stuck in that low frequency mind state. That frequency is low. That oscillation is low. It's quantum entangling uh, with things in the universe that are bringing back the same exact low frequency result. And so to get into a high frequency state, you get, you got to be vibrating at a high frequency. To do that, you have to be in a state of unconditional love. You have to be in a state of service to others. You have to be uh, happy with yourself, self-knowledge, self-love. And these things, and also commanding and being in power, understanding the true power that's inside of you. Not that you're commanding like as if you're the creator of the universe, because we're all co-creators, but commanding and understanding that your prayer shouldn't be begging and hoping. Your prayer should be understanding that divine power that's already in you is part of you. That spark is part of you. And so now, instead of hoping and begging, commanding and seeing the end before the end, like the ancients knew. And that's a high frequency vibration mindset that will create an amplitude and wavelength that's very short and close together, creating what we call a high frequency. And that high frequency is going to attract to you other high frequency things. The law of attraction is going to bring back to you high frequency things that are going to happen in your life. Opportunities are going to open. Doors are going to open. All kind of great things are going to happen when you're in a high frequency mind state. And this is all backed by what I say, neuroscience and spirituality are together. They both describe one another. And so I really think that the ancients had this down pat. These are some of the things we can learn from them, from some of the cultures that had achieved these uh, semi-golden age uh, you know, uh, time periods within a reasonable, not too far amount of time in the past for us. And we can learn from that and we can obtain or help uh, usher mankind back into a golden age that could be sustained and break this loop. Wow, that sounds fabulous. I think we're all up for that. That's what we came for this planet at this time. Absolutely. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. And uh, Mirabai, you specialize in frequency. That's what divine light is all about, to really raise people's frequency up to the next level. So I'd love you to share more about that and about your divine light and how that um, blends with what's going on now with the ascension on the planet. Thank you, Deborah. Well, first of all, I've had the great blessing to, um, since I was a very young child, to work with these divine masters and ultra terrestrials and light beings and angelic beings. And so what I was trained in was in frequencies and adjusting uh, the human energy grid to upgrade it to a higher grid of energy to be able to receive more light frequencies. And of course, part of that is through the rewiring and regridding of the human electrical system. Part of it is that I was taught how to transmit light into the human anatomy and physiology and upgrade the frequency of a human being as well as transmute um, negativity or darkness mm -hmm. into light. And part of that transmutational process is, is working with these beings that are um, really in higher dimensions and yet are beaming through into this uh, third dimension and that are working with many different aspects um, of light codes and light frequencies to upgrade um, human beings to be in a more positive consciousness, to be more blissful, to be in a more 
um, open-hearted state of unconditional love and to uh, work with the higher intelligence and higher consciousness. And so part of my work is to not just to open the heart, but also to expose human beings through the light frequencies to higher states of consciousness or samadhi or um, uniting with uh, oneness or the God self within them or the um, accessing the state of heaven, heaven within them. Because heaven is not just a place actually or a location, it's a state of consciousness. And the higher worlds or the higher realms are, are very much within. And they are also states of consciousness and the angelic beings and ultra terrestrials that live in these realms also dwell in states of consciousness and are aspects or qualities or vibrational frequencies of the divine. And these beings build planets, they create universes. And so when we come into human form, and as we have come into the third dimension, many human beings are coming from different planets and different galaxies and different realms. And certainly some are coming recycled through different incarnations on earth, but some are coming through recycling through different incarnations on different planets and some from higher worlds. And so we've come here together with contracts to specifically awaken during this time. And so I feel that um, transmitting the frequencies of higher consciousness and divine light and bringing humans into contact with these divine beings and ultra terrestrials and light beings and angelic beings um, and awakened uh, beings, it's giving humans the opportunity to, that have come here from all over the universe or from different realms to go through this particular moment in time in our history of awakening. And so what I'm seeing is the acceleration of the awakening and the acceleration of the ascension has been contracted to. And as some of the other speakers were saying, the acceleration of the ascension is happening because so many have contracted to come during this time to experience this awakening, not only within themselves, but also this awakening of Mother Earth. And we're coming here collectively to steward and support Mother Earth to help her through this ascension process. And so it's a choice for individuals at this time to stop focusing on their negative belief system, to stop focusing on their conditioning, and to actually make choices to step into new belief structures and into higher consciousness and to choose bliss and peace and love and joy over these negative patterns and programs that have recycled across lifetime after lifetime, incarnation after incarnation. And so one of the tools or techniques that I utilize to help people to transcend these stuck blockages or these places inside of them where they have forgotten or they're unable to transmute themselves is through the transmission of the divine light and also bringing in these very high frequencies of these qualities of the divine mother or the divine feminine that are self-love and self-nurturing and self-respect and self-acceptance and honoring oneself forgive through forgiveness and compassion and opening the heart and finding that many beings are able to quickly remember why they're here and why they've come. And I'm certainly witnessing that it's happening very fast collectively around the planet and the choices are being made for humans to wake up now. 
and we, we give thanks and gratitude for everyone serving their part because everyone is playing their role. The forces of darkness are playing their role and the forces of light are certainly playing their role in this uh, global awakening of really forcing souls to make the choice to step now into the ascension process and into the light and to raise their vibrational frequencies into the light. And so this is something I've, I was trained for from really a very young age, three years old, um, for this work that I've been, this mission that I've been serving for the past 30, 35 years to awaken humanity. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Mirabai. Thank you so much. So much wisdom from all of you, such high level wisdom and such incredible work that you all do. Appreciating you all so much. And we'll go one more round and I'd like you to bring it to the practical because we're here for our own ascension process as well as understanding what's going on. So what tips and practices and direction can you give to all of us here now that can really facilitate our ascension process, especially with this incredible opportunity that we have now of this accelerated times. And then also before you leave, give some information about what you offer so that if people wanna study with you or do sessions with you or uh, get your books, please share that. I'll also be um, posting your links in the chat room again so people can connect with you if they want to continue with that, you for their studies of the Ascension process. So Meg, we'll begin with you with uh, best tools and tips that people can utilize at this time. Okay, yes. Um, well, as I mentioned, I had my awakening in uh, January 1994. And very quickly, I realized that my light body blueprint was activating and I had a whole different life plan than I thought I was going to be doing and it was going to be ascension work and I had some personal visitations with Archangel Metatron and he was guiding me how to use Metatron's cube portal in a way to activate the quantum vortex around our energy field and use it as a tool to be able to use it to spin out and clear energies and use it to pull in more light and more of the soul presence and so it's connecting of course with the 12 dimensions and the 12 feet harmonics and 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 the crystal 12 crystalline uh, light beings and so it's been a whole process that I've been doing for almost 30 years and applying this I have been applying it on myself uh, all this time and then also offering it in self-study courses helping people be able to learn how to apply it and then also training certifying practitioners so that they can also uh, use this gift that we've received from Metatron to be able to help and support uh, all the all the souls who are really um, passionate about this ascension process uh, I've been given the name is quantum access of this modality and so some of the things that we've been doing it really seems to be kind of coming up in the last couple of years as we've been mentioning is getting into you know it's kind of the, the different levels of trauma we have the, the the kind of the psychological level of trauma and then getting into the emotional level of trauma we're finally getting into the biochemical uh, level and getting into the physical body where we're holding it literally in our organs and in you know in our in our chakras and getting the physical cleansing the physical trauma clearing happening as well this is in a, a whole process of um 
learning how to kind of pull away from the ancestral programming and patterning and operating systems and starting to activate your own soul code, your own soul blueprint, your own soul operating system, starting to live according to your life plan and not what's been enforced on us from birth. So we focus on trauma clearing. We work on uh, dismantling and disentangling from the family uh, systems. And we begin this process of integrating the soul presence into the body, bringing the human self and the soul self together to live as one. And this is a, such a game changer because once you begin to learn how to master the ego and kind of give the life over to the soul wisdom now, the soul guidance, the soul passion and purpose, everything starts to move into more of a coherent flow. You're not in all of that kind of battle zone with the polarities anymore. The flow really starts, the quantum flow really starts to support you. And you're opening and receiving the abundance from the universe. Whereas before, when we're in that battle, we can't receive anything. So everything improves, but you start to speak the soul. You start to see through the eyes of your soul. Your heart's radiating the soul. This is where we're converting literally to become divine humans. It's an incredible process and it, the benefits are immeasurable. And so I uh, offer the services in several ways. I do one-on-one -on -one, uh, private sessions. Um, I do a monthly global activation, international global activations, where we work both with personal healing, clearing, and then we work on the planetary field and the planetary consciousness. Um, we do a lot of gateway work in, in the planetary uh uh, activations. Um, I also uh, am offer. I have a book that's at my website. I do. Um, I do. Uh well, download meditations as well that you can work with this technique on your own. And then of course I have my academy. And so it's the Quantum Access Academy where you can do uh, deep dive uh, self-study courses or also take a look at uh, my practitioner certification course. So this is all there. It's like Metatron has gifted us this powerful uh, tool. I call it an Arsension tool, really. It's such a gift that we can jump right in and get started. And if you um, are interested in learning more, you can just go to my website, megbenedicti.com, and there's all kinds of information there for you. You can sign up and get a free download of a meditation in my ebook. So lots there to uh, get started with. But thank you again for having me on the, on the panel, Deborah. Thank you, Meg. Amazing as always. Thank you. And JJ and Desiree, I know you have a lot that you offer people and a lot of advice. So uh, share with us. Well, I want to start with the fact that love is really the key to everything that we really need. But we add to that because to be able to sustain that love and project that love and to receive that love, you also need wisdom. I think Meg was also kind of uh, indicating some of that as well. So that wisdom is really what we're working with. It's an ancient wisdom and it's also a divine wisdom. It's wisdom because Dr. Jack had this unique experience where he was taken beyond this planetary system, beyond the extraterrestrial into the ultra terrestrial, connected with Enoch and Metatron and seeing really what is up there and coming back in the 70s, of course, and talking about you know past, present, and future of this planet. And that the fact is we are in a time of change. This planet is going through changes. 
we're going through changes. So once we're aware of that, we can really take that understanding and figure out, you know, what can we really do to improve not only ourselves, but the collective. Because what he saw when he was on the other side was that really these ultra terrestrial beings uh, work in collective harmony. You have groups and orders and you have Trinity powers and you have all these different aspects. And we work how on this planet? We basically work as individuals. So it's that transformation of seeing how we are more really, if we're going to grow, if we're going to be part of that divine multidimensional reality, yes, we develop our soul. I think that's a great thing. We also, in our cosmology, relate the soul to the spirit to join together because we feel soul is one thing. This is an ancient Kabbalistic notion and spirit, and the two need to relate together. It's, in a sense, connecting with our higher over self body. That's one of the books you mentioned in our introduction. We wrote a book called The Over Self Awakening. And we feel that's what people are doing because the physical self is like this big and the over self is much, much grander. Uh, the consciousness self is even more grander and the higher dimensional realities we connect with is even more vast. And we have access to all that reality. But we've been told, you know, we're just an individual, we're just living in this three-dimensional reality or fourth dimension, if you look at time, and that's all we are. And so our cosmology is really to try to awaken people to realize their higher selves, but also their collective family, the spiritual family is really what's developing right now, we believe as well. That comes to the light body, the activation and the ascension of the light body. And Desiree and I have had the privilege of working with some of the best artists and musicians throughout the world to raise global consciousness. This is so important because we are trained literally to use only one half of our brain. One interesting realization from Stanford Research Institute, scientists was that we are multidimensional, but we are also non-local here as well as throughout the universe through a higher vibratory consciousness. And it's the activation of that that we feel will eliminate the tragedy, the pushback, the negativity, that will happen if we do not see the gifts of divine spirit working within us. And this is why Archangel Metatron said, concentrate on the sacred names of God, concentrate on the Kadoish, Kadoish, Kadoish mantra. Kadoish in holy and holistic of all humanity that wants to awaken from its sleep. And so we were an opportunist uh, in unique opportunities, I should say, to see things of the future before they happen including the finding of the pyramids on Mars that confirm ancient African teachings that we had at one time, civilizations between the inner planets of our solar system. We have had the opportunity to work with great orchestras throughout the world. And this is so important to raise consciousness that we must we weave this great DNA RNA music in the hearts and minds of people in all cultures because this is authentically the great ascension. And we believe it's really important to work on ourselves as really many of you have said, and to get rid of the negativity and the lower thought forms. But at the same time, what do we replace them with? And I think that's what we're also working with, bringing forth the higher divine mind that can indwell within us. And it's thought forms from the greater realms of the divine cosmos. And that's why we use meditation, which really I know um, 
uh, Billy also mentioned is key and also sacred expressions. You can be in silent meditation. That's fine. That's also perfect, but align yourself with your higher self that has that knowledge. And I often, often say what's in the eighth to the 24th dimensions that the keys of Enoch talk about. It's not just us, it's myriads of other beings. And those beings are also here to try to help us to bring us into a higher awareness within ourselves and to also guide and lead us really spiritual guides on a moment by moment basis. And we use remote viewing. That's part of our work and our teaching, but also we can do that on a higher level where we literally are connected with our higher selves to know every moment of our lives what we are to do and how to align with the most high. We give that most high multiple names. And we also ask people to call upon those divine names in our in their meditations. We've put out many musical pieces, one with Steve Halpern in the past, it's been very popular. And also other, a new one that we're coming out with with Steve as well, but uh, many, many other music meditations. In fact, we work with one of the great teachers, Meribai is connected with Howard Wills. We orchestrated the music of healing through what is called the wings of healing. And after, which are affirmations, positive affirmations, even connected with the Honoponopono. So it's music plus sacred expressions, plus divine utterances, plus divine names. It's a whole teaching of this great mandala of life that's behind us. The opening of the higher mind, the opening of the inner eye allows us to see and to know and to quicken, as it were, the proper knowledge in balance, what the ancients called peace and harmony, pax et concordia, must reign supreme in our hearts if we are going to see this change into global ascension. And literally come into that peace that passes all human understanding. The Christ figure taught us, who said also, my father's house is a house of many mansions. We began to see these other dimensional realities as something that opens us up to cosmic citizenship what happens through ascension is we are prepared to go to the greater divine families and work and celebrate by the language experienced, by the life experience, by the healing and forgiveness experience we enjoy here in this body of incarnation. So, so this is the larger tree of life. This is the larger cosmic eye. This is the larger scenario that brings us all together on this program. And so realize we are all one being of light. We can all interconnect. We're all entangled with an one another, but we also are entangled with our spiritual family, with the divine. And so that's part of our work to look in both places, literally on this planet, but also and within, but also in the higher realms. Uh, El Adonai, the sacred name that Metatron used, bless the divine within us. And so you can find more of our teaching at keysofenoch.org, all of our music, our books, and our videos. Thank you both. Thank you for your tremendous work for so many years. Wonderful. And Camille, so what are the best tools, tips, and practices on the Ascension Path? And uh, share us about what you offer. Thank you very much. So in the process of anchoring the light body and moving into our higher consciousness as our divine mind, one of the tools is to practice freedom and sovereignty where we're doing our work to recognize when we're holding other people's energies in our bodies or we have psychic cords. So we're doing the work to um, send home to other people their energies and bring home to our own energy so we're in our own strong column of light. Um, for us to be free and sovereign, 
and communities, we have to be free and sovereign as individuals. The next thing is really um, working with the Rainbow Bridge and the Rainbow Bridge is called the Antikorana. So we're really opening up to receive the fullness of the downflow of the life force energy in the practice of being fully embodied and inviting the higher self to reside in every cell and every chakra equally and take up the space by bringing that higher consciousness down and also the process by yourself and source the energies um, that have been sitting inside of us for transmutation and clearing in addition to that really taking up our personal power as co-creators where we're doing our work to set our intent and thank our higher self for bringing it into form no longer do we have to do the same ways, means, and measures because there's an update of all ways and means and measures moving from our ego mind to our higher mind where our purpose is to co-create by thanking source for bringing something into form. So thank you, higher self, for the love I have today. Thank you for the freedom. Thank you for the joy. Thank you for going out ahead of me and removing the obstacles and anything that is untrustworthy and bringing to me that which is trustworthy. Because it's an immediate manifestation of your sacred heart desire if there is no unconscious energy blocking it. So in that process, I teach people how to use their body pendulum and really ask their God self and their heart what their yes is and what their no is. And by tuning into that inner body pendulum, we can access the records of past, present and future because many humans have to clear lifetimes as negative agenda beings or lifetimes with family members, community members, where in another lifetime they had a negative interaction. So today that is being used against them, but it's really not valid in the now. So when we go into the past lifetimes, present lifetimes and future lifetimes and invite that part of our soul to unify, to free the other souls, to forgive them, to release them and ask the souls in those lifetimes to free us, forgive us and release us. In addition to that, we're unifying the lifetimes where we play the part of a negative being and the lifetimes where we play the part of a positive being through the one unified heart in the now for the highest good of the one ascension or for the organic timelines because all are one and one are all. And in addition to that, I teach people how to do that daily work of setting their intent of bringing their higher self into their body. Shifting the eight to the infinite, being two people at once, the person experiencing your reality, which may not be joyful, but loving it and accepting it, and the person choosing to create the new reality, sitting side by side. We are never powerless. And in fact, divine justice always comes with opportunity. So if we feel like there's no power or no choice, we can open the door to the infinite universe and ask that multiple answer solutions and options reveal themselves for the highest good, and then begin to take that. When we're doing our affirmations and asking for the new energy, a lot of times we have fear, skepticism, doubt. So if we acknowledge it when we have it, I open myself to forgive. Uh, part of me doesn't believe it, but I'm still open to it. So I thank my higher self for doing it. So really allowing ourselves to be the human who may not be experiencing the divine plan yet, while we're standing in our divinity as our higher self, choosing to co-create the divine plan and just sitting them side by side. Heaven is not intended to be above earth, it's side by side now. So we're gonna shift that heaven above earth to the infinite, to the infinity symbol and be the two people at once. 
really working with transmutation and the violet flame and teaching individuals how to transmute by releasing and letting go and giving up the old energies and asking them to be shifted in form and shape and be brought back into the highest form in the now. So we can activate that golden age of enlightenment. Um, claiming our cosmic sight and taking back our power to see a source sees really aligning the chakras every day and making sure that they're clear and aligned and a balance with our highest good. Because if there's an unconscious energy in our body, it's manifesting in our outer life and karma repeats itself over and over. So when we become conscious of a pattern, we can transmute it and activate the new energy that is aligned with the divine plan. The new energies aligned with the divine plan are often considered the 12 virtues of source, which comes through in many spiritual philosophies. And anytime you're working with those 12 virtues, those are your divine birthrights. The divine birthrights are intended to happen. So teaching individuals how to claim and activate their divine birthrights of unconditional eternal transfiguring love of the power to create and uncreate through the power of the spoken word and of the divine wisdom to know a source and tune in to the omni records of all space and time. Working with the immaculate concept where one part of life holds the thought form of purity for and on behalf of another part of life. Now divine mother as queen of heaven has asked me to teach the immaculate concept to individuals because it is our opportunity to hold the space of purity for those who do not have that yet. And oftentimes people come to me and say, well, how I can do this for myself, but how do I help my family? And one of the ways to help our friends and family is to activate the divine plan. So if somebody is suffering or we can activate harmony, peace and understanding in them. We can thank source energy for restoring the divine plan and activating unconditional love or any other of the divine qualities and asking it to be demonstrated there. And then really upgrading ourselves, um, calling forward our original innocence in its upgraded form. It is very important that we realize that we are originally at some level divine and pure and we are intended to be divine and pure and not to hold on to the negative frequencies and qualities that we have bound ourselves to. And then every day is the new day with the new way. So every day is the new day with an opportunity to choose again. Do you choose the divine plan or do you not choose the divine plan? In this work, we gain mastery of mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual mastery. The soul's records are located in the mental records, the emotional records, and the physical records. So really going in and finding out where the unconscious energies are, identifying them, and then thanking them for being transmuted and replacing with the divine plan. Um, these are some of the skills that I teach every day to individuals. I do a class once a week called the daily place for enlightening life which teaches basic daily self-care routines and rituals to be free and to consciously co-create and to be aligned with the divine plan i also teach an in-depth course called removing obstacles for success which teaches a multi-dimensional healing technique to clear the soul's records for all past present and future lifetimes and to restore the divine plan and the book that I've written is Heaven on Earth, Just for Being. It's a light activation playbook 
we're really intended to play and have fun, not real, not work. And our manifestation happens just for being. No longer do we have to work extra hard and run that marathon and prove ourselves. Rather, we just need to center in our heart and choose what serves the good and then thank higher self for bringing it into form and then be receptive to receive it and take action on it as guided. Every human is valuable, sacred and worthy and part of the plan. Each of us is storing a piece of the records, a piece of the puzzle. And when humans wake up to the awareness that they were in Atlantis or they were in Lemuria or they are an angel of a certain ray, that um, they were betrayed in that time, not only does the negative energies repeat cosmic history the cosmic history is in the process of being turned on every human so we can activate the 12 psychic antenna restore our sacred heart taurus and turn on that heart taurus the star merkaba as our light ship to be a whole and sacred being and these are some of the things that i teach every day including spiritual and psychic development and I just love the ascension of Mother Earth and working for the Divine Mother. It's my passion and it's the only thing I do now. It's all for the one ascension of Mother Earth. Everything in the now is important for that process. Only love is real. Every day choose more love, not less. If you don't know how, just be open to it and thank your higher self for doing it. Love yourself, love others, love others, love yourself only love is real. And spirit always says all is revealed in light, all is healed in light, and all is liberated in light. So when you do light affirmations every day, and you ask that light, 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 I am light, light is produced at the center of my bones, it bursts forth from every molecule of my being, I radiate light, I emanate light, I magnify light, 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 I am light that turns on the codes of immortality that restores your body to its intended form it helps you to be resurrected transfigured and brought into your highest intended form in the now only love is real thank you very much for this opportunity bless you camille that's beautiful <laughs> all of you are so amazing thank you so much and we've got billy again all right, Billy, what are your words of wisdom for the now? Well, um, that was great. Everybody on this panel is so, is so amazing. Uh, you know, one thing I keep hearing resonate with everyone is the fact that seek the light. We are light. We are light beings. And that really truly is accurate on a uh, scientific level, on a quantum physical level. Uh, we human beings are made of light. Matter of fact, everything in this entire universe is made of light. But uh, because of wave particle duality, we truly understand and know now that we are truly beings of light, literally. Mm -hmm. And not only are we beings of light, literally, but we are extremely powerful. We have 37.5 trillion cells in our body. And each one of those cells actually holds 0.07 volts of electricity. That's a total of 2.63 trillion volts of electricity in one person's body. 
We are literally a walking nuclear explosion. We are truly powerful beings. And uh, a lot of people don't realize how much power that really truly is in them. When you say the power is in you, sometimes we don't really understand what that means. So if you understand the power truly is in you, this is where the energy for Reiki healing comes from. These, these volts are stored around the, the cell walls. And through Reiki and Qigong, you're able, through, uh, able to maneuver that energy through the body, up and down the chakra system, into the hands, and actually utilize it for healing and other things. So the power literally is in us, and we have to understand that the power is in us. Also, I would tell people to forgive yourself. Don't wait on an exterior deity to come down and forgive you for anything. Forgive yourself. You were sent here to forgive yourself, and you were sent here to also save yourself. I learned this myself as a child growing up in the ghettos of Miami. There was nobody coming to save me until I made an active conscious decision to change my reality and put action behind that using hermetic principles of cause and effect. Then, then, and then and only then was I able to get out of my situation or start to pave the way to get out of my situation. Save yourself and forgive yourself. Until you forgive yourself, you're never gonna feel, uh, truly feel healed on the inside. Forgive yourself for whatever, whatever it is. Admit your wrongdoings and admit openly, be honest with yourself and forgive yourself. And if you do that, I think you're on the path. A lot of us are already on this path to true enlightenment and ascension is a process. We, can, we will be born again many times in this lifetime because being born again has nothing to do with getting water on your body and getting dipped in water and oceans and so forth. Being born again has to do with achieving a higher level of consciousness and being able to look back on the previous level you were at and see it from a higher dimension of thought. And when you do that, that means you were born again and you will be born again as long as you stay on the path many, many times in this lifetime. So uh, everyone just have an amazing, blessed ascension process. And I'm looking forward to seeing uh, where humanity goes as we enter into the true age of Aquarius. Thank you. Thank oh, you, by the Gary. way, let me tell you where you can find me. You can go to forbiddenknowledge.com. And also I do have my own TV network, Forbidden Knowledge, with the number four, forbiddenknowledge.tv. It's on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, iOS and Android apps. And currently we have 6,000 shows up there now. And by this time next year, we should be at around 15,000 shows, all conscious, all safe shows and content for the entire family. Thank you. And his link is in the chat box. Thank you, Billy. All right, one more, Mirabai. We'd love to hear your tips for us now and what you have to offer. Thank you, Deborah. Thank you. So in 1992, when I was in India and I had my awakening, my big, biggest spiritual awakening in Goa, I really left the third dimensional world and went into a unified state of consciousness or oneness and uh, merged into, I could honestly say merged into the universal self. And at that point, I was able to see that everything is an expression of divine love, of pure unconditional love, and that there's only one being, and that one being is experiencing itself in a multitude of different forms. And as that one being downgrades and descends into and through the dimensions, ultimately into the physical worlds of duality, the soul is gathering and gaining experiences and lessons and learning about itself in a whole myriad of different forms. 
And through that process, we certainly pick up um, an ego, a personality, a lineage. We pick up karma, even taking on a body as karma. And for all the incarnations that souls rotate through, gathering more and more and more heaps of karma, we reach a certain point where we come into this world and into this lifetime to do the work. And so really my work and what I would share as tips are that the first one and the work that I show with uh, my people are transcending the ego. So moving beyond an ego-based identity, thinking that you are um, what your ego's plan is for your life, what your ego tells you, you are in terms of limitation and how the ego drives the bus. So when we transcend the ego and we come into the realization that we're not limited to this individual self, but that we are this cosmic self, we are this divine light being, that we are incarnated into form and being able to embrace this higher consciousness and recognize that there is, like you said, this small self and big self, these two senses of self, and that when we can listen to the soul's guidance and access the truth of the soul and the inner guidance that is coming directly from the God self within and from our team of guides, then we're able to actually move out of this separation duality based uh, ego suffering, which brings so much pain and limitation. And in order to do that, we need to cleanse the lineage karma we need to of our ancestors we also need to cleanse our past life karma and we need to cleanse the karma of this lifetime and that happens through past life regression it happens through soul retrieval and accessing the different aspects of the soul that have get, gotten stuck in trauma locked in time and space and freeing the individual from those traumatic timelines that is extremely helpful because we get uh, belief structures coming from other places, other realms, other dimensions, other family members. We carry illness for family members that is not even our own. And so all of that needs to get cleansed and released and through those practices. And then we also need to remove many different uh, implants and entities, negative energies and so forth that we've gathered across incarnations that are attached to us, um, whatever you want to call them, lineage patterns and so forth. So releasing and identifying and clearing those uh, belief structures and um, energy attachments is a huge part of the work that I do, whether it's through light transmission to break up those patterns and structures or to actually access that soul's awareness or intelligence to release what it's been holding onto from multiple timelines because we are uh, multidimensional beings and certainly uh, when, when I had my awakening, I went into multidimensional reality. So I no longer see um, just the third dimensional frequencies, but I see the individual on all their multidimensional levels, including the level of their higher self. So uniting the individual or uniting you with your higher self, clearing the multidimensional um, traumas and structures that are attached, and then being able to supply enough higher light frequency and enough higher light consciousness in training the individual or you through guided visualizations and meditations, which are very powerful restructuring um, practices because the subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between whether you're visualizing you're in a place or whether you're actually there. 
So we create through our, through our visualization and cleansing the subconscious mind of a lot of the sabotaging structures and belief systems, as well as those multiple lifetimes and timelines mm -hmm. that are pulling us into other uh, distractions or negative realities. And then training the individual on how to manifest um, through positive thought, word, and action through the practice, continual daily spiritual practice of forgiveness, um, not only forgiving those that have hurt you, but especially forgiving yourself and releasing all the perpetrators from all timelines and the whole victim perpetrator model, which is so up right now during the um, ascension process in 2021 and the whole pandemic and releasing these structures of victimization and coming into becoming a co-creator and actually operating from your higher self and from your higher creativity and the aspects of the choices you make to live in freedom and sovereignty and to operate from the higher self and soul and from these new positive energies. So that takes practicing a lot of daily compassion with self and continuously doing practices like forgiveness prayers, mantras, affirmations, guided visualizations, listening to sound frequencies, receiving light transmissions, and opening to the ultra terrestrials and the light beings and the divine beings and masters, Buddhas and archangels that are around us that are constantly guiding us to a higher level of operating from. And so uniting individuals with those teams that are around them and releasing the negative contracts so that we can operate from these higher levels, specifically through teaching individuals these practices to maintain after I help support them in cutting the cords, releasing the contracts, opening their heart, connecting with their higher self, cleansing and clearing and transmuting that mountain of karma that, that we are here to transmute and remembering our soul's true divine blueprint and our true divine nature, which is where we come into these higher frequencies of learning how to create through joy and love and an open heart and even coming into bliss and realizing that we can live in this state of heaven on earth because it's a state of consciousness through freeing and cutting these webs with these negative models that we've been carrying. So it's time to let go of the old, come into the new and let it all go and surrender to the divine light, to the higher consciousness, to the divine mother. And I am certainly in service to the divine mother, the great cosmic mother and her will and her plan and her agenda for the earth um, during this time of the ascension and that includes mother earth and so as an instrument um, for divine mother and the divine light i am certainly um, surrendered to working with individuals all over the world to learn these tools uh, and spiritual practices and to do the work on them um, not only to give them the techniques for ascension and the spiritual practices but I also include individual um, spiritual readings as well as um, very specific energy work sessions where I'm working with a very large group of light beings to clear um, these kinds of things that I've mentioned and transmute these past life karmas and personal karmas. So um, I would just say that after working with individuals for over 30 years all over the world in the process of transformation, both individuals and groups, I'd say the most important thing of all is to really realize you've suffered enough and that it's time to embrace the process of 
turning inward and listening to your inner guidance and following step by step the guidance of these divine beings and of your God self and to really activate this new way of living where you can make a conscious choice moment by moment to live in love and to actually let go of the past. So I'd say that those are really the foundations for awakening and the foundations for ascension and through divine light transmissions and these other tools and you, you know, many other things that are being offered, you can accelerate your evolution very rapidly, which of course brings up all kinds of karma from the subconscious and from the being to be released into the light. And so you're never, never alone. There are teams of light beings that are there to aid and assist you and to know that you are an embodiment of love and there is no, actually in reality, there is nothing but love. Only love is real. Thank you. Thank you, Mirabai. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone. This was amazing as I knew it would be. Thank you so much for your undying service and work and all your wisdom. We're definitely gonna have to do this again because this really inspires hope and clarity of, of the birth canal that we're really in instead of what we might assume otherwise.